Welcome back, everyone, to Web3 Weekly, the most relatable and reliable crypto, NFT, and decentralized tech podcast in the nation. In today's ep- episode, I am lucky enough to have Crypto Novo with me today. Me and Crypto, uh, me and Crypto Novo have done uh, some content in the past, and I think he's a very influential figure, especially in the world of crypto. So I'm very excited to have him on the podcast, not only learn more about who Crypto Novo is, what he does, but also uh, how he's feeling about the current state of crypto and everything that goes into that. So uh, without further ado, let's hop right into it. Crypto Novo, uh, welcome to the pod. Welcome all my aliens, apes, and zombies. It's wonderful speaking with you again. I hope you you had some time after... Uh... You know, you're, you're schooling here in, in college and after the semester to, uh, you know, catch up what's happening in this Web3 world and also what is happening in these crypto markets. So it's awesome getting back in touch with you. How's life been for you? Honestly, life's been, life's been, life's been really good. Uh, just because I haven't been able to produce as much content as I wanted to be, I've still uh, spent as much time as I could scrolling through twitter trying to catch up on all the current crypto topics and everything like that just because schooling uh i was taking 18 credits this past semester so it really was a full-time job and i was able to finish like that semester with the 4-0 so i'm happy about that i was locked in but now i got time i got some i, I might as well uh, uh crush out some more content if that makes sense and that's what i'm here to do because this is fun for me it's fun to learn more about people learn their opinions in the crypto market and just expand and help people understand more about what crypto is. So yeah, life, life's been pretty good. How about you? Almost parallels to what you've been saying. Very busy, very good. And, you know, uh, formerly being a teacher, it was the same things where you're in the classroom, you try to find those pockets of time where you can really degen out if that's maybe during a winter break or a three day weekend or, you know, maybe after normal working hours, but congratulations, tassel hats off to you to getting that great GPA because knowledge is power. Um, and yeah, I guess, well, I'll just transition a little bit uh, into a little bit about myself is um, being a physical education teacher for kindergarten through eighth grade for years. I've stumbled upon these things called NFTs uh, in 2020, where I was able to uh, purchase a couple of crypto punks for uh, really, really inexpensive. But it wasn't like I just stumbled onto NFTs and Web3 because I've been into the crypto currency uh, markets for a bunch of years, uh, six, seven years now, where I didn't spend my Bitcoin on Satoshis, or I should say I didn't spend my Satoshis on pizza. Rather, I didn't have Bitcoins put <laughs> Satoshis. Um, and then when Ethereum came around, I wanted to find something to spend it on. And uh, the CryptoPunks were the first things that I saw that was something tangible you can spend your Ethereum on. And I've learned a lot from the people in Discord ever since that day. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool that uh, you have a more realistic um, approach to crypto Whereas you're, you're kind of like the normal crypto head or kind of like crypto degen where you got in in the 2020s and around that time just because uh, it, it was blowing up. It was, it was hard not to learn about it. It's kind of cool that uh, you you learned it like at your uh, normal job and stuff like that. But yeah, I've, I've definitely seen like a lot of growth that you've had. Can you kind of touch on what your like social media presence has been like and kind of the history of uh just crypto novo the the social media just like cover up if that makes sense like who is crypto novo and like what's the history of that certainly so i think uh i'm actually looking at my bio 2013 i hopped on twitter not knowing not even knowing what the difference between a hashtag and an at sign was like it just what does that mean what is like i had zero idea not even tech savvy even to the point um 
didn't even own my computer till about 18 months ago, two years ago. Um, so all this was done by phone. And the reason I got on Twitter is to, to follow, um, you know, different people that were learning about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin back in the day. And I was just trying to find out as much information on the four year theory. And there again, none of this I'm saying is financial advice. If you're listening to someone with a clown nose who uh, talks behind <laughs> an avatar when he speaks. But uh, I just wanted to gain information and knowledge is power. And I was able to follow some people in the space that knew something about cryptocurrency here and there. And then I saw a tweet about a crypto punk being sold for X amount of Ethereum, which equaled uh, $30,000 at the time. I think it was like 10 Ethereum. And um, I'm like, oh, wow, like someone's selling this, these digital collectibles and you can buy and sell it with Ethereum. And that was actually the model of how to get into altcoins because you're able to get into MetaMask and pretty much get into decentralized platforms to get these different altcoins. So when um, when Stellar started coming out, when uh, 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 XRP Ripple started coming out, uh, Decentraland, all these cryptocurrencies started coming out, I knew how to transact and trade with them even before they were on the marketplace. So I was just trying to stay two steps ahead. And that was a cyclical uh, market cycle that I saw personally being in my 40s than the, the dot-com era. So in the mm-hmm. mid-90s, you know, you started seeing these dot-com things popping up. Well, one of the first things I did is I, I wanted to figure out how you can start buying these dot-coms without calling a, a, a broker, you know, without calling a, a stock broker. So I actually bought E-Trade on E-Trade. So the first day E-Trade opened their doors... I signed up and I actually bought E-Trade, uh, the stock. And I, I believe it was like seven or eight bucks. And I sold it at like 12 bucks, like, you know, a month, two months, three months later. I could be mm-hmm. off on those numbers, but I gained percentages on it because more people are getting into the space and more people are having dot-com trading websites pop up. And E-Trade at the time was one of the more popular ones. So I'm, I saw that same cyclical approach happening here where investors were trying to gain uh, money off of different volumes and the volumes would fluctuate rather ridiculously where you just have 20, 30% swings. So instead of waiting for a stock to go up or down five, 6% in months, these altcoins were going up hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars in swings within the day. So if you figured out how to put in stop losses, how do you take profits? It was somewhat easy to make money off of it. And even when the market is in a in a downward trajectory, you can short the market and still make money. So those were just tidbits that I did prior to actually building a social media account. And the social media account was based off Crypto Nova, which is a CryptoPunk, CryptoPunk 3706. And from that, I tried to record what I was doing in the space. And when I mean that, like when I was buying crypto punks i wanted to have some type of security just in case i hit the wrong button and i was sending at that time uh, a couple hundred dollars in the wrong direction because crypto punks mm-hmm. were about two three hundred dollars at the time so i was buying about a dozen of them and i recorded that buy because if i lost or i sent it or i executed it wrong that two thousand dollars i would be like well i can maybe use that as a as a tax write-off so with yeah. with that i was able to um figure out what I could and couldn't do within the marketplace. And then it gained popularity because people were now learning from how I was purchasing CryptoPunks. Oh, I need a MetaMask wallet. Oh, I need to sign this contract. Oh, it gets transferred to this wallet. So then now it's turning into 
someone who is being influential for doing things for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool, especially uh, is that how you kind of started teaching people about like this world? Is that what you just said? Correct. Because when I happened in Discord, I was like, hey, how do I buy it uh, on the CryptoPunks Discord? I was like, hey, how do you buy a CryptoPunk? And mm-hmm. I think it was Claire Silver is just like, um, you know, like you need a metamask wallet here's how you get one if not here's a youtube link you know i think it was crypto dad who had it and he showed people how to transfer ethereum from coinbase to a metamask wallet and then after you get it in the metamask wallet pretty much putting in a bid for a crypto punk or putting in a purchase order for a crypto punk and hitting execute and ha- signing that contract and then people would come to me saying well how do you do that you know, or I'm worried about doing that, or can you teach me? And I would be happy to teach anyone else that. Um, so from there, it turned into, hey, all you CryptoPunk owners know a lot about it. Dapper Labs is going to give you free NBA Top Shop packs if you beta test for them. Oh, okay, sure. Beta test, free NBA Top Shop packs, NBA, sure, I'll do that. So then a good dozen two dozen three dozen of us went over to dapper labs set up wallets with them and actually beta tested nba top shop so much to the point oh, wow. i stopped buying packs at the time because there are so many packs left out there i was like all right i'll buy five i'll buy you know five packs for 10 bucks i'll buy another five packs for 10 bucks and then after doing it for like 15 20 30 minutes when it first got released I saw the surplus. I'm like, whoa, there is a lot of supply here. I'm not going to buy anymore. Well, that was the first generation of packs. Two, three weeks later, they put out generation two of their packs and you could not get a pack if you waited in line for three hours. It was like Taylor Swift tickets. It was impossible to get <laughs> all these open promises that people are getting frustrated and you're wait- spending time, wasting time at times, trying to get these NBA Top Shot packs and not being successful. Got it. So, yeah. So with that, we just learn from other people. All right, NBA top shots, what's happening next? Oh, well, you know, why don't you uh, look into art blocks? Why don't you look into Justin Aversano and Twin Flames, first photographer in the space? So it's all these first stuffs, these people learning things for the first time. Even so much so, like NFTs were just static images. So then adding sound to it, I think I have the first NFT that had sound added to it. Um, so I was just trying to collect all the rookie cards at this point because it was just, you know, everything was really inexpensive. It was like, yeah. So like with your ex- like expansion into NBA Top Shot and all that, what kind of led you to just uh, the, the best way best way to put it is like what led you to eventually um, like teaching people how to uh, like buy NFTs, sell NFTs. Just how, what, what led you to teach you all like to become a teacher in this space sure uh it was kind of second nature to me just wanting to help others um i had an ar filter which kept me anonymous um and it made me look like my crypto punk so then when people you know my thought process is not to shill nfts but to elevate everyone else's nfts so if we can onboard more people then selfishly nfts would be worth more because there'd be more people in there more people in the ecosystem more trading going on, more selling, more purchasing. So my idea was to elevate others, not myself. So mm-hmm. all right, my, my bags were, were packed. I'm good. But how can I bring other people on there? How can I bring an artist like Justin Aversano 
who had all the first NFTs as photography there. And how can I help promote him to um, get other people who are maybe in the, in the uh, traditional photography world to view Web3 and NFTs? And with that was, hey, you know, I was buying uh, Twin Flames and showing people like, hey, I'm, I'm buying the first digital art, uh, digital photography that's on, on chain right now. So then other people are like, well, these are the rookie cards of photography. I can't afford a crypto punk. But now these, you know, the photography world was really taking interest in it. And then that got transferred into going to Christie's. And yes, sweetie. Um, Justin Aversano had his um, Twin Flames physical pieces now being sold at the Christie's auction. And that was actually the first time I went, maybe the second time I went somewhere in real life. So now being anonymous, I dressed up as my CryptoPunk. I bought a digital mask that I was able to <laughs> right click save and put my CryptoPunk on that mask. I was able to go to Christie's, meet G Money, Justin Aversano. Um, non-fungible Noah, the head of the CryptoPunks community for Yugo Labs, was actually the person in charge of NFTs at Christie's. So I was able to meet him. And that just opened up a can of worms because now people are seeing a real life, quote unquote, CryptoPunk walking around in a high end auction house um, with major art dealers there, not only from Web3 art, but traditional artwork, photography. And it really legitimized myself as being an active member in the space. And then those people would ask the common questions. How did you get in this space? What was your entry level? Um, how do I get a MetaMask wallet? So having those conversations started turning into second nature because I was passionate about talking about it. It was easy to, to talk about because I was talking about it every day in a sense because I was learning more and more people in Discord. And from there, they would be telling their friends like, hey, listen to Crypto Novo's shows. He'll give you those educational pieces. But just like we're speaking with now, there's not enough time in the space. So the shows turn into like live business meetings where someone would be like, hey, Crypto Novo, look at this NFT. This one has sound and now it's moving. Or look at this NFT. This is the first poet in the NFT space. Or check out this. This is the first, I think the first video game in the NFT space. I think Crypto Novo is the fifth or sixth figure that was actually installed in it. So it was the first derivative um, uh, video game. Uh, Crypto Novo is like the fifth character added to it. Mm, okay. Video okay. game freak is PFP with a baby punk, I think was in there right before mine. So now like... I view it as trying to hit those historical uh, milestones, what you can record, what you can put on content, who you can talk to, like Zed Horse Racing, we were there like first day racing Zed Horse. Um, Metaverse, some of the first people in Metaverse. Uh, we brought uh, NFTs into VR uh, 20 months ago with the voids. So like doing things well before you know, uh, Meta's doing with uh, Zuckerberg well before with um, where the metaverses are established today um, and kind of see what works and doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you guys are almost like the the beta testers of what like the metaverse can be, if that makes sense. Because I, I, I see that you, you were constantly doing stuff inside the metaverse in many different metaverses, um, whether that be just having shows in the metaverse or just hanging out uh in the metaverse but i do want to learn more about like what you do with the metaverse when you started and everything like that but i want to go back to when you said like you were walking around in real life with like your crypto punk 
uh, mask. Like, what what was that like? How did you like when you interacted with people? Like, what was their reaction to you wearing a crypto punk? If that makes sense. Yeah, that I, the biggest reaction is cool. Like, <laughs> like it's honestly like it's not like this guy's a weirdo. Uh, turn and run the other direction, but cool. But then you gotta imagine the audience that I'm, I'm walking into a direct area where people know about this type of thing. So walking to Christie's where it is a bunch of Web three people, like, you know, you you, you are welcomed. Mm -hmm. But walking through the streets of New York, you don't know what you're gonna get. Well, New York is very fashion forward, very uh, very fashion forward. So a lot of people were digging what I was wearing. And you'd always get like the double take because most people are on their phones when they're walking. So they like walk <laughs> steps, look at their phone, look up. So they're not walking into a light pole. And so, and then they'd like, look at me and like do a double take. And <laughs> I would say the most reaction I would get would be a smile and then a head. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're rocking it. Like, cool. And I would, I would, I would look directly in their eyes and I would smile with my eyes because I have a mask on. People can't see it. And I'd give mm. them that back. Yeah. It actually built me with confidence because it didn't make me feel different. And a lot of times different is cool and weird is cool. And it goes back to the day, and I don't know the skier's name, but there is this professional skier in all these Oakley commercials. And he had this four foot Mohawk. It was a straight, he was shaved on the sides, four foot Mohawk. Um, you know, he's a very recognizable person, but like back in the days in the nineties, like if you saw that person walking down the street, you'd think he's like a punk rocker ready to punch you in the face. Yeah. But like. <laughs> Today, you'd see like, dude, that guy's got a cool mohawk. Fast forward to, I was at a, I get invited to different parties. I was at a rave in London, 4,000 people. And I, I'm sober throughout all this. I'm a sober person. So I'm walking through as a sober, you know, mid 40 year old into this rave. And in London, you have to be 18 to get into these establishments. So like half these people are like super young, like, yeah making me feel somewhat uncomfortable young, you know? But when I walked by them, it was like quick to get a picture of me, wanted to get a selfie with me, wanted to know what I was doing, like high fives, cool, can I get a hug, what are you about? <laughs> and these are people yeah. with no clue what I was, what, what I was. Yes, yes, can you get me a strawberry and a chocolate? Okay. And so now I'm getting validation from, you know, people half my age, people who, um, I don't know, they say I look cool. I don't know what's cool or not. Yeah. And yeah. It's, you, 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 it's almost like you were a celebrity or like a, like a special feature for the night. Yeah. Like the unknown. So they're like, why this guy, this guy looks important. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's kind of like, uh, people see, or people see other people taking pictures with you. It's like, wait, this guy has to be important. If people are taking pictures with him, it's like a constant, like cycle correct and then with that i have a poap card so now i'm able to transfer nfts to people just by tapping their cell phones with a poap card they're able to go to my you know link tree they're able to go to my social media account so they can see what web3 is about not me but see mm -hmm. what Web3 is about so then now all of a sudden there's 100 200 new followers that had no idea oh this is what an nft is it's just not someone buying something this is Someone's lifestyle. This guy's promoting. Yeah. This guy's trying to do it. Well, with uh, that, and you see my Chewbacca onesie that I wear. Well, my son dresses me. Then what cooler way to have know it's cool than have someone who's you know eight to ten years old dress you? 
<laughs> they find the cool things or hey this is yeah. hey this is bright hey this is cool hey that doesn't match but that's all right and that's the truth so then now it's a product of my environment you know my daughter's with me she's understanding what's happening in these web3 calls next to me i wish she was upstairs and quieter for, for professionalism <laughs> on the same token like she understands this is part of part of the quote unquote job though i'm not getting paid for it promoting the space promoting others giving you content so you can get it to your fan base very similar to how you brought content to my fan base and next thing you know we're talking to a utah politician and you know she's making po apps and minting nfts for you know political purposes which is just mm -hmm. cool yeah i i remember that that was that was something really cool that i was probably one of the most interesting things like i was a part of over the summer being able to hear her talk in the metaverse and have like that interview was it was really cool and i like i want to say again thank you for uh bringing me on there because i did <laughs> i was not expecting to be a part you, of you didn't need to thank me you, you were an active participant um just like she was uh, uh the, the utah politician it's i think it's at utah politician um uh what's it walker was her last name what was her first name um, um can't remember i have it but have it here with that historical reference first politician to mint an nft for political uh fundraising first politician to give out po apps we have a po app from that so now no one can take that away from us those are resume builders those are historical artifacts and maybe not so much right now but think of you know having um abraham lincoln's uh political pin from back in the day i don't even know if there's such a thing but you know mm -hmm. like something like that there's historical value between it but historic you know, it might be something in the, the the digital Smithsonian uh, in in the future. You know, very similar to these collectibles, like how many yeah amazing adventures of uh, first Superman. You know, and those through time um, gain in value, and there wasn't too many of those. Think of in the future when there's people hundred thousand piece projects out there that are getting released, and not ten thousand piece projects, where all these ten thousand piece projects will have this historical value to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool, and uh, especially with Poe apps. Uh, I remember like doing or being a part of the Poe app, so uh, I got that I, I got that memorabilia, if that makes sense. But if for anyone in the audience that's listening may have a little bit of confusion about what a Poe app is, you talk about how you have like a Poe app card and stuff like that. Like, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's a IYK card. Um, if you just type in Poe app IYK, I want to make sure I'm doing that. All right. Um, and what this card is, is everyone's, most people's uh, uh, cell phones um, have a, an NFC chip in it, uh, NFC. Um, and that NFC chip is very similar to what Apple uses for their Apple Pay when you you know scan your phone to get on the L or to pay for products. Well, that same chip goes on to a pretty much a plastic credit card. Um, on that plastic credit card, you link it in with POAP to create your POAP, which is a proof of attendance protocol, meaning that you've been somewhere and have done something. So then now my POAP card, I can walk around and touch people's phones. It transfers that POAP to them, that NFT to them, saying congratulations, whatever you want to put on it. You met Crypto Novo in London, um, and then it has information on it. My information is, you know, send me your wallet address and I'll send you wearables. So then now I'm onboarding people to get wearables. So it's a, a NFC chip and it's on an IYK card and POAP. If you just type in Google, type in P-O-A-P space, like X space IYK, it usually just pops right up right there. Got it, got it, yeah. 
So if so anyone those, knows, those are, that's my that, That's a sixty dollar yeah. business card that well is unlimited. You can put as anything on there. You can change it whenever you want. You can put a digital image on there. You can uh, have it linked to your link tree or your resume or website. Anything you want to. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, tag tappers before? It's a very they they use NFC technology as well. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. There's a, a couple. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That was probably one of the more popular things I started at Art Basel. G Money had it with Snowfro, or they had the IYC uh, NFC chip in their clothing. Um, Unique had one for the uh, Punks Club, punksclub.io. Um, so, like, you pretty much scan your apparel to walk into events. And then not only that, then if your friends are there, they scan it and they get a digital twin of what you're wearing. Like, hey, I met G Money here and here, and you know this is his uh, Squiggle official T-shirt that he was wearing at that time. So then you get that digital Squiggle derivative from meeting G Money, or meeting Spotty Wi-Fi, or meeting Beskar X, or meeting whoever else was there. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I uh, I did an episode with Tag Tappers, and they actually sent me like my own uh t-shirt with like my link tree attached to it so like i could walk around and be like yo like check out my podcast and stuff and like they just had to like tap my shoulder with their phone and all the links to my podcast on spotify and amazon music and everything pops up so it, it's it's really cool technology it's something that i mean think about that think of, think, technology of you, is so cool. think of you going into an interview when you're done with college you'll finish early because you're a brilliant person and like, hey, uh, here's my resume, and you're just uploading it to some tech guru with just your clothes, you know. And like, that—that's going to be the future. Like, you know, very similar to people are wearing all these digital, uh, wear, uh, digital collectibles. It's the same thing with that, you know, is how you're transferring information. Exactly, but uh, like, just to, like stuff like that just makes me so like interested in technology, and obviously, some of it is very confusing, but. The way technology just somehow seamlessly works is really something that's interesting to me and kind of on the topic of just technology and expanding and kind of living our lives with more and more technology let's talk about uh the metaverse a little bit obviously you are massive in the metaverse i mean we did the when i was a part of the kind of show with the utah politician and it was actually january walker by the january, way that was the first thing thank you um and like when we were when we did it in the metaverse, obviously being in the metaverse was something that was very, very interesting to me to just to be a part of it. But kind of tell me your opinions on the metaverse, what you do in the metaverse, and everything like that. And just yeah, just talk about the metaverse a little bit if that makes sense. Well, the Novoverse lives <laughs> in multiple locations. I want to try to make it interoperable. Um, its origin started in Decentraland twenty three sixty nine. Um, there again, kind of being early in, I think my average buy-in for mana was like three to seven cents. So then buying parcels was not really expensive, like a couple hundred dollars. So there again, back to financial advice, like I didn't spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars on it. It was just low entry and find out how to build, um, within that build. It's kind of like my collection hub of where I can store and show off my NFTs. So if I'm not around, I can. You know, instead of just telling people to go to my OpenSea wallet, they can go into Decentraland and it's a three by three um, parcel estate. So each parcel is, you know, a one by one. Um, so it's, you know, nine square and um, it's a behemoth. It's gigantic. And it's somewhere where I stream my live content to um, within that live content. Um, 
since it's just information sharing and a code, that code can then get sent to on cyber. So now my metaverse can be viewed on, on cyber, even th though that is not token gated, it could be used on your phone, um, laptop, computer, et cetera, et cetera. We're able to link that into NEOS VR. So now you're able to have a VR headset on and hop into a metaverse in um, VR. There again, that is not wallet or token gated on, on chain. So you're able to technically get it through web 2.0 uh, varieties. And that interoperable thing of having it in majority metaverses, there again is the ampli amplification effect. So when we do have January Walker on, People can watch it on in Discord. They can watch it on their cell phones. They could watch it on YouTube. They can watch it on Twitch. They can watch it on OnCyber, Somnium Space, in VR. And once a platform has a way to connect to it, I try to connect to it so anyone can watch it or listen to it. Um, we have live video spaces on Twitch now, or excuse me, Twitter. So people didn't know that you can play live video on Twitter, but you can. And you can have spaces with live video on Twitter playing just like you're doing normal spaces. You just need to have a camera on yourself and you can screen share and show people the visual space that this place has. Yeah, I, I think especially with what you do like inside the metaverse is really cool. But um, like what's your kind of, what's your outlook for the metaverse if that makes sense? I think it's really important that you're pushing um, the metaverse and I know VR is growing just so quickly, especially with uh like games and stuff and a lot of kids nowadays are like just having they're playing their video games in vr they really don't care about like desktop games and stuff like that and vr is just kind of becoming more and more part of our lives like what's your kind of what's your outlook for it? like where do you see the metaverse in 5 10 in like 15 years and beyond well just like my son came downstairs to ask to hop into um Neos VR to play with high level de developers that are messing around with NFTs right now in there. Um, that is the future. Um, you know, seeing how young kids being a former teacher consume information, um, it's not through TV. It's through, you know, uh, highlighted information aggregated to them through social media context. And the metaverse is just a hyper extension of that to help gamify watching what you're watching. And people don't realize like Fortnite is a metaverse. People don't realize Reddit is a metaverse. People don't even realize um, Twitter is a metaverse. And Twitter is actually a metaverse that is Web3 connected because some people's PFPs are connected to their profile pictures uh, that are right there. So, I mean, those are the ways that are going. And think about it, that has only been built in the last 18 months to two years with not a lot of people as far as mainstream knowing about it. Now, the people in the mainstream, uh, the people, the stream of people that know about it, they those are the um, tech-minded, like-minded individuals, very similar to the thought process of cyclical markets of when South by Southwest first was, um, came. Um, I've, I had friends that were there and they saw the first time a tweet was sent from Facebook. So think of that. Oh, what was that? Like maybe 20, 15, 20 years ago, the first tweet from Facebook came out. Hey, I can tweet my friend from my phone on Twitter to someone on Facebook. So what does that mean for us today? Well, that means for us today is we're at the very beginning stages of it. We don't know what metaverse is going to be alive then. You know, it's just like, you know, MySpace and Facebook and all those other space 
spaces that didn't pan out. We don't know which one's going to survive, but one of them will. And someone mm-hmm. from this era is going to be the next, you know, Elon Musk's, uh, um, you know, head of Apple, head of Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera, that are coming from this uh, collaboration, this renaissance that's happening. So I think we're at the beginning of it. I think the more knowledge you know of it, then the higher you are going to be in the hierarchy of things at it. I don't think it's going to disappear. I think there's too much built on it right now. But people say, what can you build in the metaverse? And when the answer is always anything, well, that's something good that you're going on to build on. You're going to want to build on a foundation. You can do anything. And even if it's decentralized, even better, because then all your friends can do it for free too. Maybe not for free, but at their own will. Yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, especially with just the metaverse in general, I think is going to expand just like as any new and cool technology does, but especially with just like the decentralization aspect of everything where it's not controlled by one person. Like uh, I think our culture now is starting to not like a lot of the big figures like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. They um, like our, our culture is starting to like think of those people as bad and they're just kind of going away from like big companies and big people if that makes sense so decentralization um is gonna i think it's gonna keep growing i think it's gonna be it's gonna continue to play a, a bigger part in our world i agree i agree but um yeah since since we know about the basics about uh, who crypto novo is and everything and especially like what you do with the metaverse and your shows and stuff like that uh i want to i want to touch on some some current topics that have been going on in the crypto market obviously it's been it's been kind of bleak lately there hasn't been a lot of highs it's there hasn't been a lot of good stuff to come out of the crypto market but um kind of what's your what's your reaction been to all of the the negativity that's been going on when there's blood in the streets be a shark Mm -hmm. when there's blood in the streets be a shark speaking from past experiences and there again this is never financial advice when I bought in at CryptoPunks at $200 a piece, that's when it, I that's when Ethereum was like 170 to $190. Look look back, everyone go back in the charts, look back on your charts to 20 March of 2020 when Ethereum was at $200. The news on that was the whole world's going to end, everyone's going to be dying from this pandemic that's happening. Stocks are going to go to zero. Bitcoin's going to zero. Bitcoin's going to zero. That's all you heard about. What I did, I did the opposite of what everyone else did. Everyone else was selling. I'm like, well, if this is all going to go to zero, we're all going to be screwed anyways, right? And mm-hmm. so what would I do then? Like money, is not, money will be worthless then. Digital currency will be worthless then. So it's going to be come back to like farming and getting water, eating and sleeping and getting water that's it so if we're gonna go that primitive then take a risk and i took a risk of buying um a dozen ethereum at 200 bucks a piece so as of 2400 and then spending two thousand dollars on crypto punks the next day morning whenever that ethereum transferred through and i was able to transfer it so yeah i was worried and i should have most people would have maybe taken that two thousand dollars and saved it or you know, invested it wiser, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was a family decision. We decided to do it. Um, we were okay with that at that time. Um, and I didn't even know if I was going to be teaching because I was a physical education teacher who now had to 
teach gym class from behind a camera. So it wasn't wasn't like I'm like cool, awesome. This is great for us. No, it sucked for everyone. So where we're at now in this current status. Well, if the world was going to go to hell in the handbasket, and we've already seen what happened on the dip of uh one of the one of the larger countries in the world picking on a independent country that was was trying to be free and it didn't go to zero then and we have all these threats of nuclear bombs going off and we've had all this horrible stuff happen to us well maybe that's just noise and noise presented by media because there's nothing else to sell but fear and i try not to listen to it i try not to watch a lot of tv i'm very knowledgeable what's happening uh in the world but like local news stories they're just depressing so i try to forge through in a different way and just educate myself as best as i can right now ethereum's been uh tinkering with a bottom low for the year for some time and there are reasons to believe that sometimes when there are double bottoms set then things could go up obviously with ge- geopolitical stat- status all it takes is one dirty bomb to go off and everything goes down low with that being said there could be some more blood in the streets so be prepared to forge through or save more um also with that more money is made in a in a in a in a market if you know how to short the market now with what's happening with major firms folding that's going to happen that's a retraction of it and you had uh a current form uh, FTX grow to billions billions of dollars and incorporate lots of people and famous people and it all goes to hell real quick well that happened with mount gox back in the day people forgot millions got hacked and stolen from mount gox that's a hack that's not someone spending their money or miscalculating what um how he's pretty much establishing his own currency that's what he essentially did and that's crazy people and those are all headlines back to the fear of thing what it, what do people in the news lines want to talk about cryptocurrency? Do they want to talk about Crypto Novo and him onboarding tens of thousands of people or do they want to talk about this guy who robbed maybe 5 or 5,000 famous people? Mm-hmm. So it's it's back to that. With Mount Gox people got their money back with this, I'm sure people will get their money back. Um, you know, there there is that headline of you know his his girlfriend which is always like clickbait stuff how she's this and that but that's just the narrative that they're painting um it's happened with other exchanges on the way up people just don't realize it cuz it's usually third world exchanges that didn't really affect too many famous people um so i mean yeah shame on them do your due diligence but we're still going to be seeing other exchanges fold because we have retractions in the markets they've overspent at times possibly to outfit customer service to outfit growth and now they have this huge retraction where they actually have to cut losses and sometimes fold up and pay back creditors and pay back debt because they got ahead of themselves because you know oh we're making $1000 a day or a million dollars a day or a billion dollars a day well when you're losing that a day do you have that slush fund to take care of it in this case they didn't Mm, okay. Yeah. I I think I think it's important just like what you said it's it's important to keep spirits high, keep learning when the market's going down. Keep obviously not financial advice, but if you have the ability like keep investing because this is when like the money's made in in bear markets and just the reward is in bull markets if that makes sense. It's it's hard to explain, but 
if you're if you're willing to take a risk during when times are bad, everyone's saying that it's dumb, it's stupid. Like so many people have been like, oh wow, like yeah, that that Bitcoin stuff is really paying off. Like you're you're so smart, and it's just like, guys, it's a uh, like and this, like it, it's it's a, it ebbs and flows. It's a market for a reason. And there's ups and downs, just like and it's it's kind of funny because the stock market's going down as well, and like you see crypto and stuff fall with it obviously more volatile um than the regular stock market but they do follow each other and it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see like i'm very interested in finance and stuff so you can see the the kind of the connections between like the quote-unquote real market and crypto if that makes sense it does perfectly does yeah but um like what what would what what, what are your thoughts on the whole ftx situation i know uh we're kind of running we're kind of getting short for time but What's your whole opinion on that? Like, obviously, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried isn't the isn't the best guy, but what do you feel about that? You know, I, I think it's all going to blow over. I think it's just the popular news story right now because there's not much to talk about, you know, um, in, a, in a sour market. Um, obviously, what he did was probably not the most ethical thing, but on the same token, you got to know what you're getting into um, and you got to know where your money is and how much is in there um, because at the end of the day, as they all say, you know, is not in your wallet. It's not your keys. Is actually not yours. And um, right now, it's just it's, it's going to keep on being clickbait until there's that next narrative that that comes evolve that evolves in it. You know, if it was uh, John McAfee back in the day, um, you know, making his making his crazy statements, um, you know, it, it's just whatever that next narrative is. And right now, the narrative is stuck on him because finance is brought into it uh, a lot more than what NFTs were. Where NFTs are more art. So then now the, the, the financial world just keeps on harping on it. And that's like the only news story headline that you hear. Where prior to that, it was all these, you know, crypto kids becoming millionaires overnight. Where now it is, oh, these crypto kids are, are going to jail because they're whatever, you know. Um, um, it's a negative news story. It's probably going to play itself out until the full facts come out and until he's off and said, but like, if he doesn't have the crazy curly hair, if he doesn't have that, you know, girlfriend adding to the storyline, if he doesn't, if it's not linked to all these, these famous people, it wouldn't be a news story at all. And it wouldn't, mm-hmm. be creating, it wouldn't be creating all this fun in the market and having people sell, 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 or be negative in the market, you know? So, um, yeah. no, no, you're, you're completely right. I think, uh, once famous people get tied to anything, the news is just like, oh, we love famous people. Let's report on this when it's kind of meaningless. And all, a, a lot of the truth is being blurred out and not no one really understands which, what, what truly happened, what's truly going on. Uh, and it's kind of funny, just everyone in crypto is just kind of getting pointed at and laughed at, if that makes sense, because it's happened. And uh, I think at given time, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. I don't, I don't think it's anything like too crazy. Like it's not like something like that happening is not going to kill the market um it kind of just takes the bad actors out which is kind of the most important thing to do well yeah i mean do you want him do you want him figured out now at this point or when he adds five or six more zeros to his company and then it goes belly up you know like Mm -hmm. might as well wash it out now then back in the day and then and the other token if the markets were going better then you know maybe he would have been a staple piece to it um, you know, you've seen it before with other uh, exchanges and they just come back. Other cryptocurrencies that have gone up from hundreds of dollars down to zero. And now there's a derivative of it and people are doing fine. So, you know, it's 
there's all there'll always be a story and narrative unfortunately this one has been lasting for weeks now yeah yeah but uh we'll see i guess uh, that's what the, the future the future knows all and neither of us can see the future so we don't know what's gonna happen we hope we hope the best for the crypto market but uh yeah we'll we'll definitely see but that's kind of all i uh wanted to talk about today I, I don't mean to kind of push you out the door i don't mean to kind of wrap you up quickly but um if you if you have anything else you'd like to talk about feel free um if there's anything you think the audience should know um feel free to uh let them know and if not uh make sure the audience knows where to find you on twitter and uh all your other social medias i appreciate it and i appreciate your time i can be found um at crypto novo 311 on everything um c-r-y-p-t-o-n-o-v-o the number 311 just like the band um some people find it that way just type in 311 and sometimes it just pops up um twitch youtube um you know, obviously I got my Twitter handle with the link tree in there as well. Uh, we try to go live every Wednesday, welcoming Wednesdays in the Novoverse 2369 into Central Land. And we're coming up on Sunday, uh, Saturday mornings as well to help our people in the UK and in the EU. Because nine at night on a Wednesday is really early in the morning for my friends in Europe. But sometimes those Saturdays work out well. But, uh, you know, also tune into uh, Web3 Weekly because he's been able to help me with the content, multitasking, while being in and out of school and all that good stuff. But I always end this because sometimes things aren't as positive as stay positive and love life because that's all we can do at times. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for watching. CryptoNovo, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, feel, and if, if anyone in the audience wants to help support the channel, uh, in the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. Follow us on social, social media. It's Web3 Weekly on all the social medias. Uh, feel free to leave five stars on Spotify. Um, it's also like the podcast also on multiple streaming platforms. So go share it on there. Go follow it on there. It would be much appreciated. And also, if you have any future guests uh, kind of suggestions, feel free to let me know. I'm open to interviewing anyone, and I'd love to have as many people on the podcast as possible. So without further ado, that's been uh, this this episode of Web3 Weekly with Crypto Novo, talking about everything he is and everything he does inside this Web3 world. So yeah, that's going to be it. And just like he said, stay positive and have a great rest of your day. See you guys. Peace.